evil Lynn. She's dead. Yes, we heard you the first time. Oh, crap. Is this part of the script? I didn't read the last part, but I figured I knew where it was headed. This is not part of the script, and I do not approve of this level of improv. Get up this instant, evil Lynn. I mean, no offense intended. Okay, some offense intended. But as the quality of this performance has just improved a whole lot, I have to believe this is real. Would you say that the quality of this play has improved dramatically? I would not, know, But I'm glad that somebody did. You always hate it when I pun. You say puns are the laziest form of non-humor. And you normally respect laziness. Well, maybe punning itself isn't the problem, but the quality of your puns? How dare you! Mine are the punicle of humor? Skeletor, for what it's worth, although I do not respect anything you have ever stood for, I've always thought your puns were well above average. And if you ever tell anyone I admitted that, I will... do something. Do something. Look, our side isn't big on threats or, or lying. Probably I'd just be embarrassed and talk to my therapist about it, but that doesn't sound very intimidating. Eh, it looks like Table 10 needs me. Um, Evil Lynn isn't getting up. Well, put a mirror next to her nose. I'm sure she's breathing. Oh no, I am not going near a dead body. They attract sharks like crazy. What if we poked her with a stick? How would that help? She might feel left out and wake up again. Everyone likes poking things with sticks. You got to admit, Skeletor, this looks pretty bad. I'm not a murderer. I mean, not for lack of trying, admittedly. Really, if anyone here is the likely suspect, it's Merman. He's a bloodthirsty sort. I've always said so. Mm, good point. I did almost have you all executed. I, I don't have a motive, though. She's evil Lynn. Surely that is reason enough. Yeah, just digging yourself in deeper. Maybe exercise that right to remain silent. I would sooner die. No, not you too. It's just an expression, Beast Man. I'm not dead. And you're not dead either. The play is over. Oh, thank goodness. I think I was not very good at being a ghost. I thought I had enough practice from having ghost legs. But it turns out that being a whole ghost is a lot of responsibility. So uh, we're just going to leave it here then. We... Ought to call the authorities or something, right? She's not dead. I don't know. That red pool of liquid don't look like no corn syrup to me. And her tongue is sticking out of her mouth. That's a dead giveaway. Get it? Dead? What, too soon? More like too awful. Get it too, too, because my name is too bad. Look, I can do it too. <coughs> I thought Merman's joke was fun. Yeah, but you also said you liked Skeletor's puns, so... Anyway, do you think they're going to figure out that she's not dead? I don't know. That dummy dressed up like her is pretty good. Uh, I guess the question is, where is Evelyn now? Hello. I'm a poor young woman who has wandered in here from the cold. I have only my darkly hooded cloak to keep me warm. Could you help me? I'm in dire need of something to warm my delicate and fragile bones. A hot buttered rum. Heavy on the rum, if you wouldn't mind. I see. You know what? Why not? Merman always lets us comp a few drinks a night. Oh, thank you ever so kindly. I will remember your kindness all of my life. My dear papa, who was lost at the Great Yard Cell Wars, taught me to be grateful for the generosity of others. Especially when they give you free things. You know, 
When she's motivated, she's not a bad actor. Right? Okay, I think the fairest way to handle this is if we just vote on who we think the murderer is. Audience participation! I'm not going to let this rabble decide my fate. I have rights! You're running an illegal speakeasy in an evil fortress and regularly try to depose the current head of state who, while also trying to steal the power of Grayskull from He-Man. I don't know if you want to appeal to law and order right now. It's not even like getting a liquor license is that hard, really. It wasn't my responsibility to get one. I'm not in charge of Snake Mountain, nor this speakeasy. Talk to Clawful. He's in charge right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Fangman. Uh, that was like three hours ago. Uh, Trapjaw said uh, uh, Isil was in charge now, I think. What is with this rotating door of leadership? Uh, running this place is hotter than it looks. I only lasted through brunch. The mimosa bar got out of control. Yeah, letting Clawful handle the champagne bottles was gutsy. So, okay, I guess the alternative to voting or calling an actual detective is... What? Trial by combat? Maybe a pie-eating contest? I, for one, am not going to dignify this affront any further. I am leaving. Tell Evelyn she's on dish duty for two months for this little stunt. <laughs> Guys? It's gonna be hard to tell her to do the dishes since she's murdered. Dun, dun, dun! She is not! I think you're gonna need to prove that! Fine! Just wait. Evelyn won't be able to resist the chance for... a eulogy. You wouldn't. Hasn't this poor dead woman suffered enough? Hardly. Ahem. <clears throat> oh, Evelyn. She was so very thoughtful. And not nearly as haggard as you'd expect, especially for a woman of her age. Her volunteer work at a care home for elderly goats is just one of the many things to appreciate about her. And she so rarely smelled of manure. Um, excuse me, you're clutching that glass very tightly. I think it might be starting to crack. Oh, how very silly of me. I was just thinking of my childhood. You know, living a carefree life in a cottage in the woods. It was picturesque, quaint. We raise chickens, but every now and then you have to eat. And then you just wring their necks. That's gross. Oh, La, I'm sorry. I certainly would never do anything so outre. I'm far too delicate. My sensibilities, you see. <clears throat> Papa would not even allow me to venture out for the cottage after dark for fear I might develop night vapors or fever of the ankles. It happened to my great-aunt Frangelica. It's one of the many burdens of being genteel. Uh-huh. You need a refill on that hot buttered rum? Yes, a double this time, if you would be so very kind. <laughs> oh dear, I do hope I haven't caught strolling congestion. I did stroll exceedingly far today. I'm sure the rum will help. Huh. Triclops is asking who's in charge and says it's urgent. I guess something important is going on. When I was in the back, Abby said something about Ninjor being in charge? Okay, I'll tell him to check with Ninjor. But even I, who alone was privy to the knowledge of her secret generosity, was amazed to learn that she willed her entire collection of vintage evening wear to the Eternian Orphanage. Uh, guys, was Evelyn always made of marzipan? I'm sure I don't know. 
Our non-discrimination policy specifically forbids me from asking. Oh, she didn't used to smell like marzipan. The dame might smell like almonds, but this situation was all kinds of nuts. Everyone here had a reason to want the broad to take a long walk off a short pier in a pair of cement shoes, but no one was talking. Skeletor was the most likely, of course, and his protests were flimsier than single-ply toilet paper and a damp hand. But he wasn't the only one who had a motive. Every employee of Snake Mountain had at least one reason to want her dead. Because of the contractarians, Stinkor had to sleep in the pantry like a common animal cracker. Beastman may have been playing a stiff, but he was shaking like a martini. Webstore's peepers had been drier than a piece of teetotaling beef jerky ever since she had swiped his eye drops to fill her hot tub. Even I had reasons to want the malevolent mall to take a Mickey Finn and go for a ride in a meat wagon. I appreciate the commitment to the bit, but, uh... No, no, the ichthyic idiot has a point. Go on. Or maybe too bad, since he's so eager not to examine the facts of the case. Thought maybe it was you, my man. You was just complaining about the labyrinth bathrooms earlier today. See, the question isn't who had a motive. We all wanted to punish the vile Virago. Yeah, but who had the most motive, Skeletor? I mean, sure. Everyone's daydreamed about how much they wanted to murder Evil Lid. But where do we send the thank you card? Wow, I wonder what Evil Lynn would think of this. Oh, I don't think I'm smart enough to know any of the inconceivably brilliant thoughts that flash through her stunningly beautiful and perfectly shaped head. But if I, humble, provincial, but gently raised slip of a girl that I am, were to be so bold as to guess, I, I think... I think it is possible that she might be a touch miffed. I'm sorry. Is, uh, what you would say to her if she were here. Right. I'm sorry about the hurt feelings. Oh, and about the murder. I am certain she would say thank you. For both the kind words and for the next hot butter drop. Gotcha. Oh, dang. I, uh, I didn't expect that she might feel hurt. Or feel anything. I guess, well, huh. I guess I would say that I was sorry too, then, if she were here. Well, we are, of course, only speculating, but I don't imagine it would be much of a stretch to assume that she might be completely incensed that the persons arguing would be so rude and heartless as to ignore the painstakingly precise winged eyeliner on that dummy. I mean... <clears throat> I mean, corpse, naturally. This very, very real corpse. Okay? Alright, yep, now that makes sense. Guys, I think... I think that maybe this is not Evil Lynn. I am going to be very brave. The very bravest good boy. I am going to lick this body... And prove Skeletor innocent. Mm. Almond fondant. I was very close. This is not Evelyn. In fact, I think I may know where she is. There she is, in the cloak, leaning against the bar. Me? Whatever can you mean? I'm just a simple, naive, and unspeakably beautiful young woman from the country, lost and alone in this 
big wide world. You can't possibly think that anyone so guileless and fresh-faced as myself could ever commit such a brilliant crime? I don't, but my nose does. You tried to cover your scent with almonds so my nose would be confused, but my nose and I sniffed you out, because I am the goodest and bravest boy. Oh, very well. Yes, fine, it's me. <gasps> and I regret nothing! Boo! Hiss! You did all of this to frame me for your murder? Hmm? Oh, that's a sweet thought, but no, this, this is how I get out of paying all my bar tabs. Well, you had still better leave a tip. <laughs> I may be a Machiavellian psychopath, but I'm not a monster. Oh. So there are some limits to your treachery, hmm? Well, a few. No one is entirely perfect. Did you really think that I was framing you to take the fall for my murder? You have certainly left me to take the fall for many things, including the bill for the contractarians. I knew you'd get out of it, and you did! Besides, that wasn't a you-specific sort of flim-flam. It was more of a you-general sort of hustle. Huh. That doesn't make it any better, you know. Well, I tried. Barely. More than I usually do. Well, she's got you there. Listen, if it helps, no matter what you may think of me, I have no intention of framing you for murder. You know, I noticed that is not a guarantee. Yeah, it's probably the best he's going to get, though. He should treasure it. Well, okay. Good. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. All right, then. There are a ton of other things I'd rather frame you for, and if you're in jail, I can't do that. Honestly, same. Stop using slang! I'm so glad that we see eye to... Well, we understand each other, I mean. Well, I'm pleased that's resolved. At least until I think up a suitable punishment for your infernal trickery. And the audience seems pretty satisfied. Well, they did get two moitas for the price of one. Technically, it was no murders, and they were both awful, but I suppose it averages out to one middling murder mystery. The arithmetic of homicide is one subject where an F is the only passing grade, and anyone who tries to give the crime teacher a motive apple could find themselves in that big detention hall in the sky. Or something. I think I may have used up all my metaphors. Well, then. I'll be in the steam room if anyone needs me. It's very exploded, but you are welcome to it. And that's it for our murder mystery show. Please tip your servers, and if you'd like to stick around for... Wee-oo-wee-oo-wee-oo! Oh no! Is too broken? He could well be. What are you doing, Too Bad? Hey, don't look at me. This is all him. Hey, buddy, you okay there? Wee-oo! This is a raid! I'm sorry... What? This is a raid! Uh, buddy, the, the play's over. And yet the drama has just begun. I've been working for the Liquor Bureau on the sly, and I'm shutting this place down for a lack of proper licensure. Although you did get props from the Bureau for using only organic ingredients. Thank you. We were very careful in our sourcing. What? Why didn't you tell me? I'm sorry, brother. Betraying you was the hardest part. Ah, jeez, I'm real glad you're concerned for my feelings, but that don't make it heartless. That you would go behind our back like that. No, I mean it was the most difficult to do. 
I had to drug you repeatedly, but as we share an alimentary system, uh, I usually only had a span of a few minutes to talk to my contact before I was knocked out myself. It was pretty inefficient system, to be honest. So that's why I've been sleeping so good. It was the sleep of betrayal. But why wait until now? Come on, you know, I love dinner theater. You know, I only really shine when I'm acting to the gentle clink of cutlery and whispers of pass the ketchup. So now you're toying on us. You're friends. You're toying on yourself. I'm sorry, bad. They offered me a sweet chunk of change to be their man on the inside. And I wanted to get you that horde sky cycle you always wanted. You know, the one with the little basket on the front. Uh, there was one on Hebay, and I couldn't turn it down. Pfft, amateur. I betray people for the craft, the artistry, the love of the game. Ah, but two, you didn't have to do this. We could have gotten that sky cycle another way. It's too late now, brother. I'm shutting this place down. At least until someone fills out form TH2B6Q and pays the $75.99 for the license. Oh, yeah? You and what army? Well, no army, but I said wee-oo, wee-oo! Yes, yes, we know, but... Ah, fine. <whistles> Come on in, you guys! Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Evelyn is played by Marissa Bond. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Too Bad is played by Jeff Aldrich and John Taylor. Key Buddy Number 1 is played by Miles Schneiderman. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thanks for listening.